With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Instant Reaction Podcast, HawkeyeNation.com. Andrew Downs here with you on a fun night in Hawkeye Nation as Iowa beats Rutgers 85-80 at Carver Hawkeye Arena. The 19th ranked Iowa Hawkeyes moved to 14 and 5 in the season, 5 and 3 in the Big 10 conference. Uh, identical records with Rutgers who was ranked 24th. I think I saw they had it had been 41 years since Rutgers had been in the AP poll. They'll be there for one week after a loss tonight in Iowa City. I think they play Nebraska next, so you think even a blowout win of Nebraska probably doesn't put them back in the rankings, but enough about Rutgers. We got the Hawks to talk about and what a team. What a gritty, gutty, tough resilient showing tonight uh this team is more resilient than i am as a fan there were a couple of times tonight where i started to give up and this team just doesn't give up they counter every punch it's been incredible to watch you know Rutgers has that 10-0 run or something in the final few minutes to tie the game take the lead and Iowa couldn't even get the ball inbounds. They're turning the ball over. They went, I think, eight minutes more than that probably without making a, a field goal. And a game that you thought Iowa kind of had in hand halfway through the second half all of a sudden was not just in doubt, but you've, all the momentum was with the other side. And for them to, I mean, that Wies camp three with a minute and a half left, the toughness of this team, Connor McCaffrey, who scores only four points, but there are four clutch free throws late in the game. The way this team is automatic from the free throw line in those situations, or, or has been recently, it's just Rob Howe and I talked this on talked about this on the Hawkeye Nation podcast earlier this week. This feels sustainable. It doesn't feel fluky the way this team wins these games, and it's just so much fun to watch. I'm I'm falling in love with this team. I think all of us are. Uh, if you're not, I don't know what what you're thinking. They're just so likable. Joe Toussaint, what a game he had tonight. 14 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, a steal. He was he, he's getting better and better. He's getting more and more under control. He's finding his offense more and more. Joe Wieskamp with 18 points talked about that. Just ballsy three. Just a huge shot to, to put Iowa up four with about a minute 20 left and really really kind of seal the win at that point. C.J. Frederick and, and what he did early in the game uh, struggled a little bit at times. Just eight points for, for the freshman, but the ice water in his veins at one point after making a couple of mistakes to, to get to the rim and, and make a big shot. Creener, 11 points. Another great game from Ryan Creener, who is becoming the, the sixth man that this team really, really needs. You know, Pemsel and Evelyn didn't have great games. 
Uh, this eight-man rotation is really six impact players, but the six of them are, are doing things that we haven't seen an Iowa team do in a while. It's so hard because Iowa has had these types of seasons at this t- time of the year, and then things fall apart, and so we look back on the season differently. And right now we're in it, and so we have these different thoughts. Uh, it's also similar to the expectation game where this felt like a huge game for Iowa, uh, to say that they're 14-5, and 5-3 five, five and three in the conference, I, I never would have thought they got there. And now, again, expectations just continue to creep up. And not only is this a tournament team, you're starting to hear, is this a Sweet 16 team? Um, it's just it's just been a lot of fun to watch this team play. Four in a row now at home for Iowa. Th- three of those. Yeah, that's right. Four in a row at home. Four games in a row just overall. You had the three against ranked teams at home. <clears throat> and then the at Northwestern last Tuesday. So four wins in a row. Uh, and this is a huge stretch. And again, we're going to say this several times. This is how long a basketball season is. This is the ebbs and flows of a season like this. You feel like there there are these big stretches. There was the early stretch of seven games against power five opponents starting in Vegas and ending in Chicago against Cincinnati where you really thought we'll find out what kind of a team this is they went five and two in that stretch we found out what kind of a team this was and then you have this four game stretch here you had tonight against Rutgers you're home against Wisconsin on Monday at Maryland on Thursday and then home against Illinois on the the following Sunday that's three games against ranked teams in uh, in four games and and then Wisconsin at home is the non-ranked team, and we all know the struggles that Iowa's had with Wisconsin at times. And so this really feels like a huge stretch. And to get it off, start it off with a win, uh, and a win where you really had to be tough late in the game, fantastic. Get a little bit of a rest now, rest through the weekend, and back Monday in Carver-Hawkeye Arena. Uh, against Wisconsin, probably going to snow Monday, huh? I guess I haven't looked at the forecast, but it seems like every time Iowa plays at home we get a little bit of snow uh, I want to look at my notes look at Twitter um, a lot of turnovers early in this game the first half just plagued with turnovers there was that stretch where Rutgers really kind of took command of the game or so it felt like and Iowa just couldn't stop turning the ball over uh, hate Ron Harper Jr. and I mean sports hate right uh, respect I guess but man this guy just has the games of his life against Iowa. Topped his career high, which he got last year against Iowa. Had 29 points, 9 rebounds. What a force he was. And to have that in a loss must suck. (laughs) Because you're playing against the best big man in the country. I mean, certainly in the Big Ten. One of the best players in the country. And All-American at this point a finalist for player of the year. Uh, Luca Garza is doing things that are now becoming routine that shouldn't be routine, are now becoming expected that we have no right to expect. 28 points, 13 rebounds, four blocks, two steals, no turnovers, just three fouls, two of which were late in the game, five offensive rebounds. He was four of seven from the free throw line. Two huge threes, two just awesome threes, two of four from behind the arc, and an 11 of 17 from the field. 
the the season. I mean, wh- how many superlatives do you have? I feel like it's almost boring to talk about it because it's just expected. He's Megan Gustafson. It's he dominates every night, every night. He is the dominant player on the court in a very good Big Ten on a team with. Well, I was gonna say not a ton of talent around him. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna diss this team like that. There's a lot of talent around him. Not as much as we thought there would be. And maybe that's helping him a little bit. Great coaching job by Fran McCaffrey for the most part tonight. How annoying is it when they can't get the ball inbounds? Ah, is there anything more frustrating than that other than turnovers? I guess it's essentially a turnover. Even when you have to call that timeout with, you know, four and a half seconds on the count. It's just frustrating. Uh, some notes again. Rutgers isn't supposed to shoot this well. They're, they're not, uh, but they did, and they played well. And I can tip my cap to them now. The McCaffrey T going into the locker room at halftime, I wrote, will it help? I don't know if it did. I guess Iowa outscored Rutgers by 10 in the second half and, and won by 5 and got the win, so it didn't hurt. Um, I'm not sure it sparked anything. I don't know that that can happen as you walk into the locker room at halftime, but maybe it changed the way the refs were were calling the game. I mean, they they really let him play, man. It was a physical game, and Rutgers is a physical team. That's a good defense, and I was just scored eighty five points on them. This offense is is pretty ridiculous. Yeah, letting them play. I saw a couple uh, a couple references to ketchup and mustard. I think Mark Freund on on Twitter from Channel Thirteen. I heard the uh, the color man on the broadcast say it as well. Uh, ketchup and mustard. That's that's pretty good. Those Iowa script unis are sick. Those are, those are sick. Those are really, really cool. You love Craner, man. He had the, the five straight at one point, a big three, and then another shot. Um, the the passion he plays with, he's he's one of those glue guys. Again, he's the sixth man right now, and, and he's great. Wieskamp going to the bucket when he, when he wasn't hitting from outside. That was really cool to see. Uh, he was just 2 of 5 from three-point. But once in the second half, really, when he started to kind of force the hand, his hand, force the issue, I guess is what you would say, uh, and get to the hoop, get to the rim. That's a big part of his game, and it needs to be. And when he finds that, it's great. Joey T, man, Joe Toussaint, what a game he had. There was a, I made this note. There was a bad sequence right up to the eight-minute timeout. Uh, I went from a 10-point lead to a six-point lead and had a turnover right at that moment. That felt big, I wrote. feels big. And it was big, and I would let it slip away at that point or, or not long after um, to the point where Rutgers, I believe, had the lead. And yet, these resilient Hawkeyes, man, just, they did it again. They did it again, and now now you're getting to, to come to expect it, and you hope we're not setting ourselves up for a heartbreak. Um all right, I'm going to go through Twitter a little bit. Just look at some of the uh, the people I know are, are covering the game real quick and kind of if anything's going on in the post game, I, I pretty much just, as soon as the game gets over, kind of sit down, open my laptop, and, and turn on the mic. Rob Howe on Twitter, at Rob Howe HN. Of course, you can follow all of his coverage of this game on HawkeyeNation.com and, and on Twitter. Um, Joe Toussaint, 14.7 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 turnovers in 30 minutes. 15 of Joe Wieskamp's 18 points came in the second half, again, when he started to kind of force the issue and, and get a little more aggressive. 
I was third win in a row at Carver against a ranked opponent, fourth consecutive victory overall. Uh, matches the season best. So a nice four-game win streak here in the middle of Big Ten play. That's fantastic. Yeah, Rob says, surprise, Garza leads away with eight, 28 points and 13 rebounds. Again, you're just kind of getting used to it. Um, look quickly at Chad Lice, Dakota Des Moines Register. Rutgers coach says, we thought we did a good job on Garza, and he gets 28 and 13. Exactly. You feel like you – I mean, that game in, in Lincoln, he had a double – I think he had, what, 14 and 10 or something. He had a double-double in, in a loss, and they triple-teamed him for the entire game. Chris Hassel, now Iowa now 4-2 and two against the AP Top 25. Best record in the Big Ten, and only Baylor has more Top 25 wins. That's top-ranked Baylor. Iowa, with, without a game now for the rest of this week, will certainly move up in the rankings come Monday. And who'd have thought that? I'm going to be saying that a lot, I guess. Who'd have thought? A fun game, a fun win. Uh, I did ask... I'm I'm at Andrew C Downs on Twitter, by the way, um, and I, I did ask some people, "Hey, give me some thoughts." I'm about to do this instant reaction. We'll see what uh, what y'all came up with. My buddy Jeremy, interesting that Weezy and Connor were the closers tonight with Luca being denied at the end of the game. This team is tough. Also, Joe T came to play against his hometown-ish team. Yeah, I, I think you'd call it that. Man, New Jersey and New York's the same thing, right? Um, could tell he wanted it. You're right, Joe. Toussaint, the energy he played with was fantastic. Yeah, I didn't really mention the, the part of that field goal drop, that scoring drop for Iowa where Rutgers was able to come back. Garza just denied the ball, and I don't know if denied was because of the way Rutgers... I'm, I don't have the basketball mind to, to tell you for sure if it was because Rutgers figured out something on defense and was able to stop him, or, or if Iowa... I mean, he wasn't on the court for some of that time, but you know, if Iowa went away from it for some reason or got caught up in something else... You saw late in the game, Rutgers was really denying Garza, and that's when you know Wieskamp got open for the big three uh, to, to kind of seal the win, uh, seal beyond Connor McCaffrey's free throws, and, and just a terrible missed shot by Rutgers. That, that floater late got around Garza and just couldn't hit it, and then you're not going to get that rebound over Garza. Uh, Cub man, Garza should be Big Ten MVP. He is right now, man. If the season ends right now, I think he is. I don't know. I haven't looked at other numbers, but he's got to be. Who else is doing more? Who I mean, nobody's nobody's putting up the numbers he is, and is anybody leading their team the way he is? A team that's now... I mean, you have to think a top half of the Big Ten team at least, right? I mean, what, where are our expectations now, and what are they going to be? I think at this point... Anything short of an NCAA tournament would be a, a disaster. So if if that's now where the bar is set, what is the hope? Let's not let ourselves get there just yet. It's still January 22nd. Just Jeff says, uh, Toussaint starting to figure it out. Garza inside, Weiss camp outside. Toussaint driving. It's a scary team. It is. And to, you're exactly right. Toussaint is starting to figure it out. He's getting that control and that confidence that shot, getting to the rim, finding his spots, finding his other guys. Can Ron Harper Jr. just leave for the NBA after this year? Asks AZN Hawkeye. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. I'd be all right with that. If he never comes back to Iowa City, that's fine with me. Franz T. cost me a cover, says Todd Kirk. Sorry, bud. 
That's rough. That's rough. Iowa favored by six, I think. One by five. Sorry to you degenerates out there. I say that lovingly. I like having Rutgers in the Big Ten, says TCG. Yeah, especially when you get a win over a ranked team. That's fun. Why do we take the ball out underneath the opponent's basket with four of our five guys 15 feet from the ball? Spread out and start it from half court and run towards the ball a lot harder to guard, says Bill. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, there must be something else that they can do, right? That's that's not It's not sustainable to not be able to get the ball in, even against a good team playing good defense. Talk about gritty, says Scott. My God, that's a tough team. Would not want to play them in a tournament. Nope, me neither. Gritty is exactly right. And this team feels like a team built for a tournament set setting, a tournament situation. Back and forth games. They're, they're putting the work in, right? They're, they're putting in the, their 10,000 hours right now. Finally, Matt, toughest Iowa basketball team under Fran. And the shorter bench has allowed guys to stay in better rhythm. I think you're right about that. This forced rotation, shortened bench, eight-man rotation, and as I said, really kind of six impact players. Evelyn can have his nights, and Pemsel brings a toughness, but those guys aren't you know, the, the six other guys are are what this team is kind of being built on right now. Another fun night, Garzilla says Lane. Hashtag Garzilla, let the peacock fly, baby, let the peacock fly. Up next for the Hawkeyes, home against Wisconsin Monday night, seven thirty on Big Ten Network. And you can hear it, obviously, on 1040 WHO. I listened to the first half of the game on the radio tonight and then caught the second half on TV. I like I like listening to the radio call. I love Dolphin and Bobby, and it's it, that, that's fun. I enjoy that. Um, speaking of radio, I'm back. I don't want to spend too much time on this, but uh, thank you to everyone who got me my job back. For those of you who don't know, I was laid off from... KXNO here in Des Moines last Tuesday morning and by Wednesday afternoon I had gotten a call asking me to come back. The listeners, the sponsors uh, created enough of an of an uproar, of an outcry that my boss's 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 boss heard it in New York City and they found a way to make it happen which included moving the station to 106.3 FM Still on 1460 AM, if if you like that. If you roll that way. Um, a, a surreal week. This is really the only way to put it. It's still a little surreal uh, to get a phone call from Rolling Stone magazine. Uh, it's weird to, to get fired and have it be news. It's weird to get fired and have it be in the newspaper. Or like ha- like realize... I got fired at, what, 8.30 in the morning, and I knew it was going to be on the noon news. So... I had to figure out who do I need to tell before they find out on TV, like my in-laws. <laughs> Bizarre, but you know, a thank you to you know the five of my colleagues who were let go with me. We stayed together um, and got through it. To the the colleagues who were left behind, you know, most notably Murph and Andy, but also the guys who were put in a terrible situation and had to keep the station on the air and. You know, the salespeople who had to deal with pissed-off clients and you know, 
all the people who had to kind of do all the things that we all do. I mean, you fire five people, six people from a place. There's a lot of work that needs to be done. So it was a bad week for everybody, and I'm glad it's over. But thank you to all of you, especially. Um, a few of you have come up to me and said how much you like these podcasts. Uh, with the amount of support that we felt is unbelievable. I mean, it really is. Scott Sipker hates when people use that word incorrectly. I don't think I am in this case. I I think it's unbelievable what happened last week. If I had wrote wrote a, written a story like that or, or a movie or something, I think people would laugh because it's not feasible. It's ridiculous. Irish Hawk, Garza and Wieskamp are elite players. Best chemistry on any Iowa team under Mad Fran. I agree. This team likes seems to like each other. There is no it doesn't feel like there's any underlying issues. Feels like they all know their roles and they play them well and they're happy to play them and it's working so far. The fourteen and three I'm sorry, fourteen and five overall, five and three in conference, nineteenth ranked with a bullet Iowa Hawkeyes. Check out HawkeyeNation.com for everything you want covering the Hawkeyes. Rob Howe will have other podcasts and things, I'm sure, this week. He and I will get together um, Sunday and do a podcast as well. And then maybe I'll be back Monday night after another Hawkeye win. Oh, and I hate Wisconsin. I don't know if you know that about me. I hate Wisconsin. So Monday's a big game for me. All right. Thank you for listening. What a win. Have a good night. Have a good weekend. Go Hawks.